Hey, Sarah, Sarah, ladies and gentlemen. We called it. Goodwin's back, and Adelaide are gonna win the league. Nah, we're just kidding. Or are we? Plenty to get through as usual, so we'll just jump straight into it with the Adelaide game over the weekend. Tommy, how good are the Reds, and how much are we going to win the league by? Yeah, we're definitely winning it, and we're going to pants everyone else from here in. I can't see any other... Starting with Newcastle this week. Yeah, it's a foregone conclusion. Well, they're, they're, not, they're not that good anyway, so... They're not good. They're not good. Um, did you watch the Adelaide game? I did. I did. No, I was really impressed. Uh, good game. I mean, I wrote this weekend off coming into it. I think more out of hope than anything. I predicted a 4-0 loss. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> last week. <laughs> on last week's pod. Uh, yeah, that, I'm glad that didn't come to fruition. No, it's, I, I thought the A-League weekend was going to be shit house, but... Uh, it was excellent pretty much every game highlighted by the Adelaide one uh, really yep. end to end good attacking contest uh, subs coming on making differences heaps to talk about That's what, what did you like what did you like about it um, about well, the A-League in general oh the Adelaide game Focus the Adelaide, Adelaide game well I was working so Ooh. Um, I had right. it on I had it on at work I had a headphone in but the games aren't on they're not on ABC anymore no on this- radio Oh, on the radio, really? No, so... I think this game was televised on the ABC. Yeah, but the ABC radio. Yeah. And when you're listening, TV commentary is not the same. No. That's why. Radio commentary is for if you can't see it. Yeah. People that do radio commentary are like experts in that, that they have to describe yeah. the game. Well, they describe than... every pass and movement and yeah. where um, the ball is. Commentators just add emphasis to what you're seeing, really. Especially when it's Adam Peacock. Oh, so, my God. So I had Adam Peacock in one ear. And, um, well, he does yeah. kind of narrate the game, so I suppose. Because yeah. he's got nothing no, interesting well, to add to it. It was hard. I didn't really get much of a gauge on what was happening until yeah. there were goals. Oh, of course. So Yeah, he's definitely... And a, then I rejoiced in the goals. Yeah, some good goals. I, I liked all of them, I thought. Um, they each had different things about them that were... Straight up, the first goal. Yeah. Good win. Yeah, t- second Straight touch. Straight back. Second touch. Um, before we get to the goal, though... Yes. We play the ball out wide, and I know one thing I wanted to mention was um, this Ziggy Gordon fella from West Sydney. Oh, what a name! And who was who was coach? Was it Robbie Slater? Yeah, yeah, it was. Saying how he never takes a backward step, and like yeah, that's all well and good to be a hard player, but it's the first minute of the game, and he's just launched himself into the back of Halloran to give away a foul in such a dangerous position. Ridiculous. When Wanderers are pretty susceptible as well from set pieces yeah I heard have been all season yeah Yeah. Um, he was just pissed off that Yankee nipped in front of him and won the ball on the byline yeah and like you can see it when you watch your back his eyes he just gets the red mist his eyes just fucking go straight forward it was just just a stupid foul to give away it's all well and good being hard but don't be stupid like it was ridiculous it happened later in the game as well Peacock commented on it as uh, also saying Ziggy Gordon a human missile at set pieces (laughs) when literally all he does is just jumps into players to foul them yeah, he this does. Was, this was in a moment where he jumped just straight into Delianov. No foul. <laughs> Elsie had to clear it off the line under the bar. I think it was at 2-1. Well, I think it's fitting karma that the Goodwin's strike then deflected off of yes. Ziggy and into the net. Yeah. He had a mad- was it going in anyway? I'm not sure. I think the keeper might have had it covered. I'm sure. It doesn't really deviate though. No, I think it bounces it up a little bit goes down. More. Yeah, it kind of goes down and bounces up. Yeah. So yeah. I think it just uh, misses the goalkeeper's outstretched palm. But yeah. still, that's what you got to do in the first couple of minutes. Sting the palms of the goalkeeper. Get yep. shots on target. And that's what Goodwin did. And what, what a way to reintroduce yourself. Just when you... Oh, so good. There may have been maybe some concern about why he's here or how committed he is, but that's, um, that first cross from the free kick was great as well. Um, yeah. You shouldn't draw back Yangi's uh, header back into the area too. 
Yeah, excellent. That looked like a really good set piece. Yeah. I, I don't mind Yengi. I know last week you said, what has he done? But um, we haven't really seen him yet really get no. a string of minutes. Yeah, exactly. And, and when he came on uh, the other week at home against the Mariners, mm-hmm. I thought he, he looked all right. He only came on for a few minutes, but he was yeah. he looked lively. and Different circumstances as well coming throws on. Throws his size around. Yeah, he does. He's a big boy. I think, is this the first time we've seen him actually play as a striker? Because he came in for Urich, which... No, I think he's come on as a striker he a has, few times. Yeah. Off the, I think he did against Victory as well. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, it's hard sure. to say. You well, don't make of, me recall well, Victory games. Carl cha- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl changes the formation every 14 minutes, so... Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> and there was a lot of um, switching of positions between Goodwin, Halloran, and Yangi pretty much the whole game. Has um, Halloran been playing a bit more on the left... Yes, the inverted wingers. Yeah, it's a bit. Player on the left with Goodwin was him on and the Goody. right. Yeah, yeah, they swapped maybe fifteen minutes in. Um, yeah, I thought nice. it was a good move. I like that. They both yeah. got powerful strikes coming in from the coming yeah. in wide. Uh, they both had good attempts on goal, doing exactly that. Uh, did you I like it. did you rate Halloran's game? Uh, I, I I'm fifty fifty with Halloran because I thought his attacking play was brilliant. I thought he was at his best this time. Uh, he set up the second goal for Morg. Yeah, just that um, attacking Burton, just that speed um, over five meters that killed three I did, defenders. They're I, all did, standard I did make a note of that second goal. Um, Halloran doing that in the box—that's what we want him to do more, because that's what he's really good at doing. And when he does it, we often get results. But yeah. he, sometimes he's just one of those players that will—he feels the pressure from a defender, and he just—he—I kind of think he's weak, like. If there's a 50-50 with Halloran or even he could be 60-40 in his favour, I feel like he's going to lose it every time. Probably. You could just, even tilt the odds a little bit yeah, further. Yeah. Especially just, defensively. Oh, my God. Yeah. For, yeah. Because when he did go out onto the left-hand side, he then just left... yeah a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. 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 When we switched him out to the left, <laughs> uh, it left Noah Smith so terribly exposed. And you saw, I think Western Sydney definitely peppered that area for sure. Mm. There were um, a lot of lot of crosses coming in from that side, and then of course their goal was Noah Smith falling asleep at the back post and letting Kamal run in. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good cross. I think initially I thought, oh, the cross is too good to defend. It doesn't matter, but just that you see Halloran's pointing. It's at a little Noah bit slow. Smith. Yeah, he it's never a little sees bit slow. him. He never sees him. And their second goal similar. Yes, West Sydney's second goal. But Timothy, who they I thought, stop. I thought, I think he's been good in the games he's played so far. Timothy, yeah, I agree. Happy. I agree. I thought he was good again uh, this game. Uh, he definitely he just had that moment. Smith a lot. Yeah, that moment where he fell asleep for that tap in was just so like. He also almost coughed it up no, and, on yeah, ninety yes, minutes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> lucky Mitch Duke is. Yeah, missed two one on one. He's bang average. He is. We always said when, when he was he at, scored. It was at Central Coast, back in the day. I always thought he was average, and he got pumped up by the. Football media just because he's yeah by the coasty press. Oh, he runs fast, Gaddy. He runs fast at people and he kicks the ball hard. Yeah, like it's not good. No, it's like Trent Bihaja, same thing. He has massive wraps on him, but just because what he's quick yeah. and direct. Okay, fine. Yeah, he's just a sub, isn't he, Bihaja? I think so. He's he coming back from a huge injury. Oh, okay, he looked good beginning of last season. Um, but yeah, he was struck down. Um, but there's more to just being quick and direct. Like we and like we saw with the Motore goal and the Pacific um, run from midfield, picks it up, deviates into into the space. Motore holds his run excellently. I thought that was excellent. The whole move is just brilliant. Mo showed so much experience there. Yes, holding firstly holding the run. 
I think he got let off a bit by the... I think the defender makes the wrong decision. Definitely. In committing to Pacific rather than staying with Mo. Yeah. Because that, that allows Pacific to play the ball perhaps, through to Moe. Yeah, perhaps the Western Sydney defender doesn't realise he's got one more yeah. on his shoulder. Like, yeah. he's got back up. There was no need for him to do that. But as soon as he did, bang. Yeah. Pulls so, the trigger. Yeah, he showed a lot of experience. And then when he gets in the finish... I love the near post one on one finish with oh, power. The power place. Yeah. Superb. Nestles in the corner wonderfully. And Pacific's work in the middle there, winning the ball and then fending off a few. And then the transition is just bang. Yeah. It's, it's so, so exciting. Fast. I love that. Well, I mean, I know we're looking for an attacking midfielder, but I'm curious how Pacific could go in a, like a free roaming role in there. Because just the way he picked it up and exploited the space, that was brilliant. Yeah, that would I be interesting that. to see. He's, um, he's certainly hyped up. I know a lot of the there's a lot of chat about him being the better of the like his brother obviously Elvis at Melbourne Victory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the talk is that he's the better one, but I hope so. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I hope you so. never know with these things. Nah, no shit on Elvis either. I can't. No, he's him. excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably got his chance a bit later than he should have. Yeah, Elvis. We didn't really. League. We should have given him a go. Whoops, we should have given him a go. Got told he was too small a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, people told Tim Cahill that. Like, that's just so dumb. Look how little Messi is. Like, what What has height got to do with it? He's not playing centre back. No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't have to mark Rudy Gestet. Yeah. And you often find the short players like that have a, they're really strong on the ball. They have yes. a low centre of gravity and they're just... Yeah, exactly. You could push them too hard and then you, you've given away a foul. So, yep. Yeah. Which um, is a good weapon to have. Wasn't a lot of uh, foul baiting by the Adelaide United players this week. There wasn't. Uh, yeah, see, I'm finding it hard to know much to say because I didn't see the game. But um. I thought um, I thought Viet subs to bring on um, Pacific and Mo made the difference again. Yeah. Um, I know the last few weeks we've kind of criticised his substitutions at times, but after they made their triple sub we definitely needed to respond because we were under the pump. It may have taken a little bit longer than I would have liked. But yeah, it looked like they were getting on top of us. It was, oh, definitely. To me, it sounded like they were getting on top of us. <laughs> At 2-1, we were pretty much out of it, I thought. I could, I could see the game turning over and I, I felt like we were going to lose at 2-1. But that incisive breakaway. But we have James Delianov as well. Yes, outstanding. Who I think just got our player of the month Did he? again. He definitely got, player player of, of, player of, he definitely got player of the game. Might check it. I think he got player of the month. Richly deserved. Again. This is second one. It's a funny one. Because I believe. You, you look at how many goals we've conceded this season. You probably wouldn't have the goalkeeper in as your player of the month. But I guess so. But then you look at how many he has saved as well. Yes. I guess the issue that comes with this is I've always talked about how if your goalkeeper is getting in your best on grounds and things like that, that's not a good thing. No. Really? Probably doesn't reflect well. It reflects poorly on your side generally overall and defensively we know we, we haven't been the best this season and there's no point beating around the bush I thought Abitou when he came on was pretty dreadful to be honest gave away a lot of the ball uh, probably at fault for the for the second goal uh, the West Sydney goal let's try easy out muscle him way too easily inside Who's that, the box Abitou oh Abitou yeah when he came on not fantastic I think we're not we're not really big on that Abitou still kind of on the fence uh, yeah, I like. I was him. more positive about him before, and then the recent run of games. I think. Yeah. Now I'm kind of on the fence, leaning towards. Yeah, he's losing favour in my eyes really quickly. Yeah. Uh, another one who lost favour, Dukuli, left out completely. 
Well, as we, yeah, we mentioned that last week, he needed a spell. Yeah. I don't think he was injured either. Juric was definitely injured. I think he's just been dropped because he's, he's been crap. There's yeah. no other way to say it. He's been crap. He looked okay in that first game against uh, City at home when we kept the clean sheet. Yes. But oh, yeah, he got true. Scott Jamison sent off. Yeah, he did. But really, that's... Then he had an easy time of it. It wasn't so much down to him as much it was Jamison's sheer stupidity. Yeah. And City fell apart that day after the red card. They so did, he, yeah. That was a... Uh, we scored both our goals after the red card. Yeah. We've had a couple of three points in the bag that we haven't really deserved this season so far. <laughs> yeah, but we are going to win the league, remember? Yeah, on the back of all these <laughs> undeserved results. We are going to win the league. And it's going to piss everyone off no end. See, all um, the comments again after the win this week was, ah, oh, referees didn't give it to him this time. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, is this seriously yeah. going to be a thing now? Come on, it was one game. Yeah, and we didn't even ask for it. They just no. gave it to us. We've had years of shit decisions anyway. Precisely. <laughs> like everyone else. Yeah. What do you want uh, us to do? Give it back? I'm not giving the penalty. Yeah, James Dillianov, second month in a row, player of the player of the month. Oh, there you go. So good for him. Yeah, he's been outstanding. Not great for the team. No, but I think uh, now that forcibly we've had to play Timotheu, uh, I think every week he's getting better and better. That partnership with Elsie is probably getting better and better. Yep. You would hope that they just continue to grow as a team and together. Yeah, I think what happens with. I don't know. I'd like to see Jakobsen and Timotheu. Controversial. I don't know. I th- yeah. Elzy's not... He's not that well liked amongst the Adelaide support, I don't think. I know. He's not. <laughs> I think... <laughs> but I th- I th- the thing with Elzy is people... I think people get overly anti Elzy because they think everyone... Like, because people love him and hype him up. But yeah. we don't... Like, we're not saying he's... I don't think anyone out there believes Elsie is an absolute superstar. No, because he wouldn't have... <laughs> we just like that he's a local player. He's had some rough injuries over his career. Yeah. He's come in, done a job. He had a really good season a few years ago. Yeah. Um, he was pretty good for a while. And then last season, I thought he was pretty average. And this season so far, hit and miss. Yeah, middling out. Yeah. Better than last season, though. But a uh, handy... Handy player. I think people forget the injury comeback as well. There was yeah. a lot to that. It looked like his career may be over. He's done well to have such a long career, given the injuries he had to his knee. It was his knee, wasn't it? Mm. A couple of recons, maybe? Perhaps. We could be making things up. We again. could be making things up, but I know, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely had some major knee injuries. So, yeah, that's about all I've got for that. Nice. I thought um, just, yeah, Smith goes to sleep on the Kamau goal. I'm not trying to gang up on Smith. I think he's getting better again. Another one that's growing I every quite like him. week. I like him. Uh, but yeah, he just does make individual errors. Just he like makes Tim errors. Just like does, I suppose. And Almost that's, well, that's one of the things we've talked about. With That's something we're going to have to suffer through a bit if we want to have all these young South Aussies in the team. Yeah. Which we do want. We do want them in the team, don't we? I think so. Yeah. Well, who else would, who else would you want? If they're good enough. Now? And they appear to be good enough. You think you know, about it. I don't want Scott Jamison a left back, so... No, exactly. <laughs> Much rather Noel Smith. Yeah, I'll take Noel Smith. Uh, the only other thing I really had to say about the game is I'm not sure why the Wanderers didn't start Kamau, Duke and Abini. Why are they coming off the bench? That I'm not sure because I haven't seen any of their games, but from what I gathered from commentary, Kamau has been used as a like impact sub. Yeah, and he's scoring a lot off the bench. Well, is he? I don't know. I think he's got a few two in a row now. I think he's only got two or three goals this year. Yeah. And I saw that his... I didn't realise he only has 10 A-League career goals. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I don't know if that's the graphic that I saw on Fox Sport. They oh, could be shit. wrong. I guess because but, his goals are so closely associated with big moments with us. We yeah. just think he scores all the well, time. That winner at Amy Park yeah. and the 1-0 against Victory. It's a big victory. Yep. Um, the goal in the in grand the final, final against West Sydney. Yeah. They're the two, I but, think. But um, it kind of makes me happy if he has only got 10. <laughs> he hasn't gone on it's I just I get I get dirty on players that if you leave you leave to go overseas I can get that but we won a championship and he decided no I've got to go to Melbourne City and leave and what's he won? Nothing. I don't think he's won anything since he won a championship with Adelaide but left stayed in the A-League if you're staying in the A-League I don't really get the point you left the championship winning side to go to Melbourne City like he'd already signed that deal before we won it so yeah I wonder what's yeah must have been so, personal preference you know, to go and play in Victoria. I like, I get it. It's it'd be an exciting thing to leave South Australia and go and live and play in Victoria for sure. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the facilities at City are probably better. Um, you probably sold this lie about Melbourne City as well that they're going to be all conquering and they just never are. City Football Group. Yeah, yeah. It is a lie. It's a it's a way in to play for Man City in the Premier oh, League. That hasn't happened in it's ages. Just gonna happen. It's just like after they got the Aaron Moy money. Well, it hasn't happened to anyone, has it? Aaron Moy didn't play for Man no, City, did he? No, he so, didn't. No, he did, did set up his and career, to be honest, though. As much as we love Aaron Moy, he was never good enough to play for Manchester City anyway, was he? Probably not. Probably not. There may have been a season where he could have he could have played for in a team City. Like, in a team like that, he's probably is good enough to do a job yeah, definitely. with those players around him. There's that conversation now about... In the same way, though, I almost feel like I'd be good enough to play on a Manchester City side if... You could score some goals. If you goals. had players like... Yeah. You're fucking... Gabriel Jesus scores goals. Hey, I was just going to bring that up because they're talking about Jesus as being... Oh, if you had... Um, if you had should, the, we, should we save it? We'll save we get one. to Europe? Yeah, we'll, we'll stick to that. Adelaide for now. Uh, we love getting off track. <laughs> it's just got me thinking about Man City. Um, um, if yes. you've got... Do you have anything else on the game that just went? Not really, no. The, the no, game happy coming with up. That. Yeah, happy with that. Just Delianov has been outstanding since he's come in, and yeah. can't have any higher, more, more higher praise for him. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to preview really either on the Newcastle Jets game. On the back of our form, we should just walk this in now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just walk it in. Yeah, I mean the Jets are nothing special. Yeah, they still look. I think the A-League's pretty exciting this year. There's lots of goals, and I think Newcastle are also capable of goals. They didn't score on the weekend, but... No, that's true. They are, I think they're... They only beat victory by one goal, so I just... I think if you're only beating victory by a goal... We only beat victory by a goal. Yeah, we're not that great either. <laughs> but we're going to win the league. Yeah, now Goodwin's here. That's what I'm saying. On the back uh, of this, okay, yeah. Goodwin so changes everything. So we replayed the Melbourne victory game now, or which we which will we next will. week. <laughs> yep. We will win... We will put comfortably four or five behind because we have Greg Goodwin. I think so. <laughs> you wait. We'll save that for the next week's preview. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I just don't think the Jets are that good. I'm looking through their results now. Nil nil with Brisbane. They did beat City one nil, but one ones, two one loss, two one loss, two one loss, two one loss. Yeah. Though we should. Uh, I would back us probably. to win this at home. Yeah. Definitely. Returning. I mean, last that's... week I said we'd lose four nil though. So. Maybe if I say we'll lose 4 0 this week. Are you that superstitious? Gonna, nah, I'm not. I'm just imagine thinking you're that bullshitting. Im- imagine you think it, thinking you're that important that you can influence results <laughs> based on what you say on here. Imagine. <laughs> well, we're going to. I'm we're, going to lose 4 0. <laughs> there you go. So when we win 3 2 on Friday night, remember we said we'd lose 4 0. You know who to thank. You know who to thank when we get the three points. Beers at Night um, Football. 
We'll move on to we'll move on to some other A League, but just first, quickly, the Lady Reds, another good win. Yeah, that was excellent. Chelsea Dorber with an absolute spank. What a great goal! I did not. I just saw it cutting onto the left. Yeah. Is she left footed? I don't think so. I don't know what foot she is. I've seen her hit with both feet. Yeah. So. No, I agree. Um, I've no idea because she hits it so sweetly on both of them. But that was takes everything in her it was, stride. Did you uh, did you see any of the game or the highlights or anything? Just the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have that great goal where. She gets it, holds it up on the edge of the box, cuts onto her left, smacks it into the corner. And then from kickoff, we concede one of those. <laughs> like a cross. That just drifts I don't in. know if it was a long <laughs> shot or a cross that drifted in. Cross-cum shot. Cross-cum shot. <laughs> Straight away. Like, we literally just scored. Uh, but they won. And That's all that matters. They look like they may finally be on the verge of playing oh, finals football. If this was one jinx that I didn't want to go into, I'm gonna I'm knocking on wood, Sam. That's what that okay. sound is. Uh, to say they're gonna lose four 0 every week. Because they're the win. We're the only side not to have made the finals, I think. Ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> I remember I used I went to a bunch of games back when the W League started. Is this in the Karlovic years? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But they were playing at um, Burton out near Salisbury. And oh yeah. Good and they, um, I remember going to this game against Perth where they scrambled a 1-0 win in torrential rain. It was like their first win for a year and a half or something. I but do remember this. the W League has come such a long way. And the football is so watchable now. Yeah. There's leaps and bounds. It's amazing what like adding a minimum wage will do. <laughs> just Can we just fully professionalise this league, it's please? Because the, like, the flow on as well, like the WNPL is great as well. It feeds into like, it. Um, I don't know if they still do, but when I wasn't working Friday nights, we would often go down at the parks. They would have double headers in the WNPL. And it was great football. That internationals playing and stuff. It was great. That's crazy for the State yeah. League. Well, there was uh, Adelaide Uni or Adelaide City had this uh, girl from Bolivia nice. playing. Yeah, Bolivian international. Uh, but yeah, just Good the quality of the game has gotten so much better. And um, yeah, if the Reds can finally play some finals football, that'd be great. I think it's it's interesting, and everyone should get behind this team as well. Yeah, if there was a season now to fully invest um, in your local at, uh, Lady Reds, this is the one. I just I think isn't it weird that how the Matildas have disappeared from the league? Essentially, a lot of them are now playing in Europe and overseas, and we think the quality of the league's gone up. Uh, yeah, well, ha- yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because even even today we're seeing another. Um, well, that's that's again that's because the WNPL. Yeah, they've got it's good the coaches. System. They've got good coaches in there, yep. developing good players, and they're coming through and playing, and it's that's excellent. And it's good. I think people were a little bit concerned when some of the bigger names, you know, Caelan Ford, Sam Kerr, etc., started going overseas, and they thought, oh, this isn't going to be good for the W League. But it's been the exact opposite because it's allowed, yeah. like you said, these players to fill the boots of the. Of the ones that have walked for before them, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic to see if we can continue to build, and you know, maybe this isn't the golden generation of the Matildas. Maybe the next one's the golden generation. Imagine what they'll it's do. It's certainly then. possible. Yeah, now with all the, the yeah the development, so that'd exciting. be excellent. That's exciting. exciting. Yeah, um, and just quickly on uh, Dylan Holmes moving overseas. Yeah, to Swedish. Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Swedish. Sweden. That is that is a nice joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh, kind of so should play our last game this weekend I think yes are we at home home to Sydney home to it's Sydney at Marden, at, isn't it at 
Marden or I Coopers? Think, I think it's at Marden. On Saturday it's, night. Yeah, 5.45 kickoff, I believe. Yes. If yeah. there was an uh, Adelaide United game to get to on a Saturday night, this is the one. Absolutely. Uh, the Men Reds Friday night, Lady Reds Saturday night. Yes. Have a bumper a weekend. football weekend. Weekend of football. And then go out and catch some amateur league on a Sunday or something. Exactly. Because all, lo- all the local leagues are coming yeah, back. Yeah, excellent. Oh, that sounds, um, oh, that's my weekend done. Yeah, done. Sorted. Do we want to touch on some other A-League action? We have to because yeah, there was some crackers. I know. I'm a little bit ashamed that I wrote the weekend off. When I saw Perth win 3-1, oh, yeah, when I saw Perth win 3-1 straight up, I thought, oh, shit, I've made a mistake here. I said I had a hope more than anything because I wasn't going to be out most of the weekend, so I knew I wasn't going to watch a lot of live A-League. I, now I'm disappointed. I didn't see... I saw the... Well, I rewatched highlights of the Adelaide game and then I skimmed through... The Melbourne victory Western United game. What a scorching and game. And the Sydney MacArthur game. But the Melbourne victory Western United game was just incredible. Bonkers. Um, how good is Diamante and Barisha? They are mad men. They are. What, did unreal. you see them headbutting each other after celebrating <laughs> yeah. the second goal? How good. What the fuck? They're man? just so pumped up and just aggressive. Aggressive oh. pumped up. Like just. They're like, they're one step away from spitting in each other's mouths. <laughs> they're so excited. Oh, no, that was incredible. That, that is a fearsome combination. I, it, it is. That's scary. Diamante's assists and his, uh, the way he moves with, on the ball in this league just takes the absolute piss. Yeah. And Barisha is just Barisha. Like, I know we hate him because he played for Melbourne Victory, but he is, if he played for Adelaide, he would be like our king, wouldn't Ooh. he? He's unreal. He is unreal. I thought about that today. His goal record is incredible in the league. Yeah, it is. He's second highest scorer now, like with the combined records. I think Damian Murray's number one. Is he? In the, oh, for, for the National Football League. National yeah. Football League. But yeah. A-League, miles ahead, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Great record. I, on that question, I don't know that I would want him. You wouldn't? No. Why? Not now. Not in this but game. But say if we got him... When Melbourne Victory got him, at that time, at that age, I'm still not sure. He was such a cunt. Like he was, <laughs> he was a massive loser back then. I I like him more. He was a massive goal scorer. Are we talking about his Brisbane days or and Melbourne I think, days? Or anywhere. I think you. I don't him, know. Him trying to fight that Sydney defender <laughs> um, after that that Brisbane Sydney game. I don't know. I just I, look. I think I don't like the manner in which he I plays think, the game. You would, if he had played for us from the beginning, he's the sort of player you'd be like, yeah, he's a prick, but he's our prick. Maybe. I haven't yeah. done that since Jonas Sally. I think that oh, yeah. that record will always lie with Jonas. Jonas? Because even. Jonas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas Sally. Like a jukebox, I can't not. Yeah. Because even like uh, Taylor Regan was a bit of a prick. I didn't like him. Ersin Gullum, I didn't like him. These are all pricks, like Kavusevich, prick. I didn't like. I didn't like <laughs> calling these a lot guys of people play. pricks. We have oh, to get a lawyer gone. soon. They're long gone. Oh, if you re- if you read the news, Gulam's got a lawyer. Don't you worry about that. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, we won't we won't go there. No, let's not. Um, actually, wish him all the best. But yeah, uh, another note. I had the West United. I didn't realize they had this guy, but Victor Sanchez. Yeah, I had no idea. Scored the winner. Scored two on the weekend. Um, played two. He's played over two hundred forty. It was two hundred forty league games. So I don't know how many, however many in like cups and stuff as well Zero. for Espanol. So that's um, good. That's good reading. Yeah, that's a lot of games for a club like that. That's all Javi Lopez territory. I was just thinking that. Um, 
And these types of players that have 200 plus La Liga uh, appearances that come out here generally fare quite well. Yeah, it's the experience as well they bring. Yeah. Incredible. Good competition, well um, coached. You know they're going to be conditioned well. Before we go on to the other super Spaniard, because I know we're going to froth over Susoeta. Yeah. Um, I wish we had him. While we're on West United Melbourne Victory, we wanted to talk about their imports. I remember I said to you at the start of the year, um, we are talking about Gested, and I said he's probably only going to be dangerous if they can whip the balls into the air for him to mm. header. And that's so far, that's, that's been pretty... That's all we've seen from him. Yes, yeah, that's all it's been. He's, he's dangerous in the air. Aside from that, meh. Meh. He did nothing. I think he came off injured against Adelaide, didn't he? Yeah, but we he, bullied him that but night. But he didn't look... Yeah, it's, he was probably still catching his feet. There wasn't Maybe. a lot in the country uh, long. It'll be more interesting how he goes against us next weekend. Well, now that I've now called that him out for being average, he's probably going to turn it on and take the piss. Yeah, he potentially could do that. Um, the other I one know. they've got, uh, Ryan Shotton. Yeah, I thought he was good against us. Um, I thought he was okay. I thought we figured him out, though. Yeah, we did. Mo, Mo we swapped, him. Tommy yeah. and Mo kept swapping on him, and yeah. he didn't know what to do. No. He couldn't adjust well enough. That's the yeah. beauty of big man, maybe, little man. Maybe those big luscious locks on his head made us think he was better. I think so. <laughs> but he's he's 32 as well. Okay. Same as Gested. Okay. And a lot of experience in England. Yeah, I don't mind that as an age for foreigners coming out no. here. No. Well, I, I guess the point I'm getting, like, because the other one is Butterfield. Oh, he, he scored, scored a ripper on the weekend, but yeah. I haven't seen enough of him to know if he's been good or not. Total banger. Uh, but he's played 80-odd games for Derby Kearney, and he's played a bunch of English clubs a little bit on yep. loan. Um, and the other one is McManaman, who I was surprised to find Which out. Which one is that? Callum McManaman. He's only 29. From Wigan. He won the FA Cup with Wigan. Yeah, this is the Wigan yeah. one. Oh, under, was it under Martinez? Yeah. Roberto Martinez? Yep. Um, I was surprised to find out he's only 29. Because he, he went from Wigan, he went downhill. He was playing for Sunderland in League One. Didn't they get relegated that season they won the yeah, FA well, Cup? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then he went to Sunderland. Sunderland got relegated to League One. Oh, it's just poor decisions. And now he's in the A League at twenty nine. And uh, did he? He didn't score on the. Did he score? Yeah, I think he did. He scored a good goal. I think he scored the second um, goal. He's looked okay, but I think the point I was mainly want to make with all these internationals that they're at good ages for footballers as well, yeah. with a lot of experience in England. And Melbourne Victory's results just don't they're, back up. They're putrid. The quality of those signings, which leads into. When so, when is Brebner going to get sacked? Like I said, one more defeat and he'll get sacked. I think that win in between got him one more game. Maybe. But yeah. Melbourne, uh, victory's next three are City, then they play us, and then Sydney. So this is, it's make or break oh, time. We now. have a chance to bury him then. I think so. Because I don't think Sydney will, judge Do you remember him as a player, Brebner? Yeah. For Melbourne victory? <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> he um, was, no, he was really bad. Um, lots of off the ball just dirty shit him and Musket in there were really I tough I don't to think he was against. a bad footballer he was just a prick yeah, I thought to he's play a, against yeah I thought his sportsmanship yeah. and his attitude and all of that was just dreadful yeah well his team at the moment is shocking so. I think it reflects him um, I think they probably they played pretty well to be honest against West United because um, they scored three goals against him yeah but I think it did, they, ta- yeah. it did take a pretty dicey red card that's a dive it was a massive dive and why we were just saying before why can't VAR go and look at that because um, that yeah. could have lost well, Western United the game yeah or they they would drop points and not get the winner yeah um, and why the fuck does Cruz not get called out more by the commentators I get what he went is through there, in the World Cup we talked about this the other week the Fox Sports commentators have their boys they just they didn't and even Robbie Cruz it. is one of their boys they, everyone can see it's a clear dive and they don't even draw attention no, a, to it I'm a 
Ridiculous. I've always been a bit of a Robbie Cruz fan. I thought he was excellent when he started off at Melbourne Victory, and then I've enjoyed following his progression overseas. And then yeah, he was exciting. His, yeah. even for the Socceroos, um, I think he got a lot of hate when like he's not the one picking the team. No, you know, and I didn't think he was that bad for the Socceroos. Still, even you know, he under Ange, he had a role and a spot in the team, and I liked that. Yeah, but from there in, um, everyone else didn't really utilize him properly. Yeah, but now he's come back and he's been pretty poor since he's been back yeah and constantly injured constantly offside I don't know if he is this winger people try to play him as I think you just play him as a nine like when he started at victory he was just playing up front and the front too I think you just put him up there let him because he can finish of course he can yeah but he doesn't have the pace to be a winger and he and yeah that was a blatant dive yeah <laughs> it's just, yeah. dive on the weekend there's, yeah there's nothing more yeah. to it and you just you hate to see it um, you don't have anything you want to add about Melbourne or Western United before we froth over some Suzoeta. Nah, that's, that'll probably do it. Let's froth over Suzoeta. That, that run. Uh, what? <sighs> the assist. If you haven't seen it, folks. What? The How assist, has he done it? The assist against Sydney. Incredible. It's like and then Derby shares like still. just a... He's a classic yeah. fight Fox position striker. Fox in the box. Gets in there, scores. He scores so many goals because he's just in the right spot. Yeah. And if you get service like that... Unreal. See, I think I'd rather have Derbyshire than Brescia. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, probably right now. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll be of similar ages. We should look into uh, this. But, maybe. Uh, we could Google this shit, but again, remember, we say this every week. Don't... Yeah, no one's reached out yet. What the fuck? <laughs> tell us we're wrong. Someone come and tell us. I don't und- Why doesn't anyone want to do this free job? <laughs> Give us your unpaid labour. Um, I just... It makes me wonder... Why Sasueta didn't work at Melbourne City to begin with? And does it go back into the perpetual frauds? Actually, the lie. Now that you mention it, I had completely forgotten he was at Victory. Yeah. Was no, he at Victory? No, City. City. He was at City, yeah. Sorry, he was at City. Yeah, and I've completely brought him across, it. yeah. It's completely gone from my mind. Was he on a 10-game marquee thing? He may have been on a reduced contract, but nonetheless, he did not show anything like he's showing now. And I'm, I'm really impressed with this MacArthur team. I think yeah, they're, they're good. I think they're adding something they're on the good. pitch, for they're sure. They're a good squad. I know you don't like him, but I'm a Milligan fan. <sighs> Just retire. Oh, my God. But he's still... Mila Yedinak had the the virtuosity. He's a poor man's Yedinak. Yeah. He's a poor man's Yedinak. But no, he... Um, you should give Milligan more respect, really, for what he did. He was part of that golden generation. I, I think so. Golden generation? Mm. He was at the 2006 World Cup. Was he? Yeah. Oh. He was like the 23rd of the 23. Yeah, I've, I've never really minded him. I, I don't think he's an excellent footballer, but I think he's excellent at doing a job in there as a six. Yeah, that's and fair. for the A-League, he's always been pretty good. It did make me laugh when he got sent off the other week. Well, he's, he's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's, been good enough, he's been good enough to turn it on in the A-League and get himself a move overseas. Like on numerous occasions. he probably hasn't quite made the cut and he's come back. He's kind of that in-between level player. Yeah. He's done that heaps. Where yeah. Because didn't he go to Hibernian at one point as well? And uh, I believe so. He definitely played some lower league English football. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I won't hate on him too much. He is a natural leader as well, I think. Yeah, he's been to China. He went from Sydney to Newcastle. <laughs> Who hasn't? To China. Back to Melbourne Victory to Banias. Don't know what country they're in. I'm going to guess <laughs> and say Turkmenistan. No, UAE. Oh, I forgot about that. He close. went to the UAE and then Close. came back to Melbourne Victory, then to Al Ahly, 
Mm-hmm. Well Hib- pronounced. Hibernian, as you said. <laughs> How many? Uh, Southend. Played for Southend in England. That was the lower league England. Yes. How South many players End. do you think in Hibs's history have been signed from Al Ahly? Do you think he's <laughs> the only one ever? <laughs> I think he was a. F- was he potentially maybe just a free agent? I don't know. It says he's had three clubs in 2018, but. <laughs> Can you even do that? I thought he had a limit of two per I think they just. Year. It's one of those lower leagues like this and like the A League. Playing with someone else's just, name. Players just. <laughs> You just rip up the contract and they yeah. just leave. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then you don't have to pay them. They don't ask to get paid. They just leave. Yeah, it's like a mutual go. termination. It's like a mutual, yeah, termination. Um, Brilliant. The red wow. card. Can we, talk, can we talk about the Sydney's red card just quickly? Yeah, just, because, I'm just looking at the time like, fuck, so much yeah, happened in nah, the A-League okay. this week. Um, yeah, this red card. Sydney's red card. Salt. Um, Sydney FC writing on their social media at halftime that it was a harsh red card. Oh, harsh in Studs what over the knee. Studs above the knee. It's a red card every day. It would have been harsh in prison rules, let alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, blatant red. That's all I got. Yeah. No, if you're going to do we said this last week, you can get sent off for intimating challenges. So this is it. Yeah. Suck well, it up. Well, yeah. Sydney, Sydney are there to be beat this season. They are. Smell the They're blood. They're there for the taking. Smell the blood. And we'll take them. Uh, no, just very quickly, Perth Glory got beat by the Mariners last night, which makes me so happy. Does it? Yeah. You, I, don't, you really hate Perth. Yeah, I love seeing them lose. Yeah. I don't think they're that good. Their XG doesn't say that they should be anywhere um, near where they are in the table. They've just got two really clinical old forwards and a maestro in midfield. And I think maybe, maybe next week, I think we need to do a... I don't think a lot of people know what XG really is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I personally... When you, you said XG just then, and I was like, oh, that, that's that thing that people are talking about. But maybe next thing. week we'll go into it a bit more and we can understand how it works. Right. You can, you can give good. us a lowdown. Yeah, that sounds good. But it, it's absolute gibberish to me at the moment until I read <laughs> up on it. So uh, Maybe look out for the site. Maybe yeah. we'll get something up on there as well. We'll leave it there. Maybe if you're still with us, it's been a long one again. We'll come back and talk Europe. Love it. Fight! And win. We're on. <laughs> Premier League. That was so worth it. It was worth it. Premier League. Yeah, I love it. I love everything about the Premier League. What what have we been saying? What are we four episodes in? Yep, this is our fourth. Every episode we have said, God, the Premier League's a little bit shit this year, don't you think? What's we keep going watching, on with we it? We keep watching it. Yeah, that's for a different. <laughs> that's there's there's literature out there as to why we continue to watch, but again, what. What is, was that weekend of the Prem? Like, 1-0, 1-0, one, 1-1, 0-0, 2-0. Where is the well, entertainment? Where are the goals? The A-League is... No goals doesn't mean entertainment. No entertainment. That's an, yeah, that's an interesting conversation, yeah. You were going to write something during the week. You will yeah, write something? You're gonna, there'll be something on the website about this, but yeah. Goals goals equals entertainment. Yeah, it doesn't... But, but that doesn't mean no goals doesn't equal entertainment. Yes, which means goals doesn't dictate entertainment, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but at the same time, a lack of goals is reflective of perhaps uh, the game overall. Perhaps. I didn't see enough of the games this weekend to notice. I just, but I, I ref- deliberately steered clear of Man United-Chelsea. Refer to Man United-Chelsea. Because... Um, did my, yeah, did my preview just, put you off? <laughs> no, their last bloody... Three or four games against each other put me off. Yeah, I got like, to the, the uh, to the preview I put on the site. I got to the end of writing it, 
and literally the last sentence I wrote was, fuck, why the hell have yeah. I written about this game? I should have written about Man City West Ham. This game was always going to be a, a dower draw. And it was. And it was. Well done. Um, Optus, I thought, they posted something interesting this morning. And it's something we talk about a little bit. Um, kind of a wild conspiracy theory. But why are there so few goals between the big six clubs? Now, we have speculated in the past that it's because the big clubs almost have an unwritten pact that points are better off shared amongst each other. To be clear, you have speculated. I thought you agreed with me. I don't think it's as sincere as you're making it sound. Okay, that's, that's why we have statistics to back us up. So I think... That is a, there's a pattern. Well, I mean, in the sense that neither wants to lose to the other, mm. to lose ground. Yes, yes, it's not... Which makes sense. Yeah, it's not some big convoluted thing of <laughs> Tim saying... Tinfoil hat shit. Yeah, where they all get in a room before the season and like, okay, you can have three points here, you can have one that's point Bill here. That's Bill Gates and 5G, mate. <laughs> uh, we are going to be anti-vax on this, aren't we? Let's move to um, move to Byron Bay and start up our own health food store. <laughs> Herbal organic breads and shit. I've always wanted to be an Earth mummy. Anyway, yeah, the there's the last six matches between the big six teams. Um, there have only been ten goals, and look, I get what we just said about goals, but eight of these goals have been scored by Manchester City. Yeah, which just it makes me think that the these sides, Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham. Liverpool, they're not coming to play against the other big six side. They're, they, they they're approaching the, the big six games like cup finals. They don't want to lose them. Uh, yeah. Yep. In the sense that they don't... They're, sometimes you yep. get those FA Cup finals where like... Happens a lot. They're too afraid to lose. Like, just go out and play like yeah. you normally would. And that's, that's where you get those 1-0... Yeah. Uh, weird... I mean... And, and like, that's what we get in the big games. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. They're, they're happy to share the points. Look at this. Manchester United have failed to score a single goal in their last six meetings with Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, or Spurs. That's horrid. Like, this isn't just a deficiency of one side. This That's, is yeah. reflected across. And yep. it just it further reinforces the chokehold these clubs have on winning and on you know success in this division. Yep. And it's gross, and I hate it. And it doesn't. these are the games that we should be looking forward to. The big budgets, like look at the fucking yeah. spend of both of these teams, and they throw that shit up. No, it's it's pretty shit. And um, well, luckily I think, given the way they schedule the games in England, when two big teams like that play, it's often at a really crappy. Like they often get the they do the Super Sunday thing, so it's like a three a.m. Sunday for us. Yeah, which is just impossible for many people. I'm wondering because the so you don't have to watch it. True, you can watch the minis. Yeah, nor, nor should we be staying up to 3am to watch games anyway. <laughs> well, we're doing. Yeah. Um, there was the, in the article, they mentioned um, global audiences and markets and stuff like that. And those, yeah, the times aren't set up for the Asian marketplace or for Australia. Because in India, they're watching those games at one yeah. in the morning. Well, I mean, there's only so many time zones they can... Cater to us. Cater to, I guess. I think we have it pretty good, though. Like I like the early time. fixtures... During yeah. is it during daylight savings, where like right now? Yeah, right now the fixtures are kind. No, well it's when, or they'll get better next month. Um, when we go out of daylight savings, and I think the UK go into. I'm not sure, but is that, is that when we get? That's like when we end up with like a nine o'clock kickoff PM sometimes. Yeah, yeah, not quite that early. That's more like Spain. That was championship because sometimes and you get derby. Yeah, sometimes play about yeah, eight thirty. 
Yeah. 8.30 a.m. those games. Uh, 8.30 p.m. usually those okay. games. Oh, yeah, because it's the midweek but, games you have to get up earlier for. And the midweek yes. games will be 4 a.m. Yes. Adelaide which, usually. 4 a.m. or 4.30. Yeah, which feeds into the Champions League. This is why we're called Night Shift. This is yeah. us trying to figure out how much sleep we need. Yeah. <laughs> and when we need to fucking wake and up. And trying to get up and do this. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just thought I'd share my um, tinfoil hat with you. Uh, on the Premier League, I don't really have a heap to add because I only really saw, only really saw the Arsenal game, and even then I wasn't totally fixated on it. I was doing some other stuff. I had the, I had that game on next to the Atalanta game against Sampdoria, and that was pretty average. Oh, really? The Arsenal game was okay, but um, I thought the Arsenal game was good. Leicester yeah. are the breath of fresh air into the big six that we need. They come out and they yeah. actually try and play they're just in a bit of strife at the moment with injuries win or lose and they've dropped like they lost to Leeds they've now lost to Arsenal and they yeah um, Harvey Barnes they've is got, out now uh, they got knocked out of Europe they may have yes they, I believe yeah so uh, that, that's damn it Jamie that's probably <laughs> I don't <us>. okay <laughs> they probably still um, they're probably still gonna <laughs> that's probably gonna help them being out of Europe. Being out of Europe definitely will. Their injuries are starting to crack uh, up. Like Harvey Barnes got injured on the weekend. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and they uh, are that's out a big Europe, loss. Definitely. Yeah, they lost to and Slavia Praha. Yeah, knocked out to Slavia Prague. So that is not a good result. But no, no, do on. they? Will they really care? They were at home as well. Like, yeah, will Cup they really care? Does. Probably not. They're sitting in top four of the Champions League. Yeah. So they're in. They're on track to qualify for the Champions League. Like, yeah. You're and they got knocked out of Europa. So they're you probably know. not going to win the Europa League with Spurs and United in it as well. Um, without the crowds as well, they're not missing out on no, know, no European revenue. European revenue. Yeah. Some like of these games receipts. are going to be in hubs now. You get the now. TV money, but yeah, it's fuck all for, for the Europa, Europa League. It's yeah, worth it's nothing. Shit. Uh, um, for for Arsenal, it's yeah, it's Arteta's Arteta's showing a few signs of starting to really maybe get his claws stuck into this side but um, they still have some glaring problems but yeah were you more impressed with Pepe this week some say I, was a bit, I don't mind I don't mind Pepe I thought he was okay on the weekend I think he's uh, it's one of those things where it's not really the player's fault like he's playing for some average team in France and he has a good year and a Premier League team comes and throws all this money and says, oh, we're going to spend all this on him. And all of a sudden, he's got all this pressure of being a big money player when he probably shouldn't have been a big money player. It's too much money. Um, Because he's not not a superstar, but he's not as bad as people make him out to be. He's a handy player. He's a good player. Uh, He can score some good goals, set up some good goals. And yeah. I read him. He was described this week as a squad filler player. I think that that is a fuckload of money to spend on a bench warmer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, that's that's um 70 mil for the pine pony. Arsenal's whole transfer business of, over the last few years has been highly questionable to begin with, so mm. that's just an extension of that. Uh Pepe is uh, I think he's the sort of player you'd like Arsenal be happy to have him in their squad, but for that money, you know, it's ridiculous. But again, that's not the player's fault. No. He's He's been overpaid, and now he's expected to perform to that pay level yeah. when he shouldn't be shouldn't have been offered that in the beginning. Do you know? think? Do you think uh, transfer fees are reflective of what should be expected of a player? 
So if you have um, a big money move like this... I think people treat it that way. Yeah. Do you think that's right? I don't think that's necessarily um, I don't the way think it should be. No, I don't think that's I right. Think it dictates much. Well, I think you need to look at it case by case. Yeah. All right, say, so let's, like, all right, let's, let's compare Pepe with... I think Rafinha is a good one to compare because we got him from Rennes. Yeah. Uh, for £17 million. So he came in with not as big a transfer fee attached to him and he's getting a lot well, of plaudits. Straight away season. at the moment, I'd probably... If I had to pick one or the other, I'd rather have Rafinha. Yeah, just because of the size Pepe. of the fee. No, just because I think he's been better. Yeah. He's been a better player. But um, but do you think he's been a better player because relatively he hasn't had that same expectation foisted on his shoulders as Pepe did because of the uh, big money? That's, that's hard to say. Does it distort our perception? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, Prob- so. Probably does. Right. Yeah, it probably does. Um, I th- it's just one of those things that uh, it's always in the back of your mind when you're looking at a player. For, for any team, um, we're just using Pepe as the example. But, um, yeah, it could be anyone. Pogba's a good one. You're looking at what they do on the field in the back of your mind going, ah, you know, we paid 70 mil for this. And in, <laughs> Where's our 70 mil? And in a lot of the cases these days, as is with the Pepe signing... Um, lots of teams do it's like installments like you have to pay players yes oh my god so they've, after, so they've after paid bloody Pepe <laughs> and William Saliba's another one who's been after paid who's Arsenal are going to be paying for him for the next four years it's terrible and at the moment he's rated. been loaned out back to France he's not even getting a game yeah why was that uh, I don't know it's he's playing okay isn't he in France uh, probably he was excellent in France last year for Saint-Etienne yeah and he ended up. They ended up getting to the cup final, but because of Shit. the because of the COVID thing, um, with the crossover in times. By the time the French cup final came around, he was officially an Arsenal player, and Arsenal didn't let him play in that cup final. Ooh, okay, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Which was understandable if they were going to use him, but they haven't used him. Yeah, he's been oh, like true. Yeah, he's still been behind Mustafi and all these players, and no one can really work it out. You know. It's hard to say because you don't see what goes on at training. But if you look at just purely matches, uh, William Saliba for St. Etienne last year, awesome, comes to Arsenal, doesn't get a gig. Deserved more of a go. And they still stick with someone like Mustafi, yep. who now he's gone. Yeah, thank fuck. Um, thank fuck that's oh over. My God. God. You're, World, you're World s- Cup winner, Skodran Mustafi. Oh, what, what happened to him? Oh, that's another pod. You could almost have an entire hour dedicated to the lives, <laughs> the throws of yeah. Jacques Dan Mustafi. We could. I don't. Yeah, I try. I try to steer clear a bit of Arsenal chat on here because people know I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah, but, but it's um, got to seep in. You won on the weekend. It's a good time to. Yeah, I mean they are an interesting squad to an interesting case to look at yeah. because yours were probably the performance of the weekend. I would say. Uh. Oh, yeah, I can't say because I didn't see enough of the other games. But yeah. Mm. Well, City four one over Wolves this morning was pretty good, but I didn't see that. That was uh, this morning. Yeah, I was asleep. what's wrong with you (laughs) well I work night shift Um, what uh, there was another game I can't recall I think you're trying to go into Brighton West Brom Uh, (laughs) yes (laughs) yes Brighton West Brom we deviated into referee colours now when we when we say we're going to talk about Brighton West Brom we mean we're going to talk about Lee Mason and Whistlegate that's true Whistlegate (laughs) Whistlegate oh god actually I remember nothing of the game other than Lewis Dunk's stupid, exasperated expression on his face. <laughs> but you said I could take it! Well, he's warranted in that stupid expression. I think he is. Um, the more that I've looked at the replay... Oh, should we describe what happened? Surely everyone's seen uh, it. Yeah, like, I didn't... 
I was watching another game at the time and then at half time I flicked over and watched everyone was talking about it so I went back and had a look and I was like what the fuck has happened here yeah but um so Lewis Stunk is yeah. basically fired into an empty net from a free kick. Uh, it's a la- Well, they've, they've been awarded a free kick. Yeah. And About 20 yards out. Off, usually the referee will say, if the opposition will want to set up a wall, and the referee will then, as soon as they go to set up a wall, the referee will say, on my, on my whistle. Yeah. And they'll go and set up the wall, and then the referee will blow his whistle when everybody's ready, and they'll take the free kick. So he's blown his whistle because Brighton are ready to take it. Yeah. West Brom aren't ready. But he's blown his whistle, so Dunk's taken it, fired it into the net, and just before it goes in, Lee Mason's panicked and going, "Oh, they're not ready," and he's blown the whistle just before it's crossed the line, just <laughs> which barely. was checked by VAR. By VAR, did you see how close it was? Yeah, when like the Unreal. keeper's miles away anyway. It shouldn't, like, if we used our common sense, it shouldn't bloody matter. But yeah. technicalities of the rules of the game, the laws of the game. This is how it's officiated um, now. Yeah, yeah, and so Brighton. Do, the, do you think they're on the goal? Rightly aggrieved. Because uh, f- he wasn't ready, and I think Lee Mason doesn't. If see I was the a bright, yeah, they're rightly aggrieved by it. Yeah, but at the same time, Brighton missed two penalties. But we'll they did disregarding that. Disregarding looking that. at this situation in isolation, uh, I I would be filthy about it if he's blown his whistle to say you can take it. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't think West Brom or the defensive team should really have any leg to stand on when they say, "Oh, but we weren't ready." Mm, that's an interesting one because like you said as soon as the referee points to his whistle and says on his whistle I think the defending side is understood now they've got time to set up just like most of I can only really think back to Henri used to do this a lot he did Uh, Kevin Musket used to do this a lot where he would take free kicks with the goalkeepers not ready Henri did it once where he took it the ref said he could take it and he took it and then the referee said no 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 and brought it back same thing and then Henri put it top corner (laughs) (laughs) the second time that's what I wish Lewis Dunk did or Gross or whoever took the second one oh did they get a second goal at it no I thought they overturned it and called it like a goal kick no they brought it no no they brought it back and they got to they got to retake the free kick oh right I think I'm pretty sure yeah they got to retake it and just yeah nothing happened nothing came of it Mm. it's a funny one I think because the referee did blow his whistle before the ball goes in the net I'm happy with the end result of it but it's just it looks farcical it does I just, think, well, he's just look. panicked hasn't he he's panicked yeah but he's made the right decision in panicking What's, by ruling out the goal because he felt it was unfair it's so. interesting this has come on the back of um, uh, is it Nuno the Wolves manager mm-hmm. he was fined last week because he came out and said that Lee Mason just is not good enough yeah. as a referee yeah. and then this week and then this happened done this. <laughs> so it's, uh, what I'm asking are the, are the Premier League going to give Nuno his money back <laughs> I think um, I think his super agent part owner can probably pay the fine for him yeah. if he wants given um, the amount of money Wolves have spent lately Nuno's yeah, got bigger problems it was, on his hands. it's one of those you know when like referees fuck up and you're really angry at them and then this Most one weeks. I kind of really f- it reached a point where I actually felt for Lee Mason because he just looked so like yeah, out of it like, this was such a weird situation he was so like panicked and just out of it and he was like oh I, like he had this ex- Expression on his face that he was trying to hide that he knew he'd fucked up really bad. Yeah. In a week where he probably yeah. thought after being called out by the manager and being defended by the FA, he probably thinks, yeah. all right, this weekend I've really got to have a good game. <laughs> yeah. And then does that. Did you did you listen to Football Weekly yesterday, this week? Oh, I got about halfway goal. through it. When they talked about this goal or this free kick situation. Uh, oh, no, I can't remember any of well, it. Basically, Jonathan, Jonathan Wilson 
played devil's advocate really and was like best just best football pundit oh, he's England, excellent I think yep. he is um, and he basically said uh, the free kicks around the edge of the box like that um, it's unfair if the attacking team if the attacking team can just take it straight away I think so like too. I think you get like this quick little window of if you want to play it quick play it yeah. once you wait and you're going to have a set shot at goal then the opposition then on the whistle. does yeah. get time yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think that is how it should be understood and played out. It was yeah. just Lee Mason just had a little bit of a meltdown. I'm, I'm still unsure. I'm kind of torn between. Lee- I really think. I don't think you should get rid of the whistle, but I think the attacking team sets up and they're ready to go. And they say, you know, ref, we're ready. Do we have to keep waiting? And the ref can just let them take it. Yeah. But I don't know. That's fair. I can see why defenders wouldn't like that. Yeah, I think, and it's a hard thing because you're asking referees to now operate deliberately in a grey space, which yep. is really hard. Because in any other position on the park, you can do whatever. Yeah. You can take that free kick quickly, and yeah. the defence can be caught out. Yeah, but exactly. on the edge of the box, it's, for some reason, it's different. And yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones. It's always going to be grey. I think because the keeper sets up a wall, it definitely changes the dynamic of the game. Um, and it's a funny, it's a funny thing that we do set up walls. Yeah, maybe we should get rid of the wall. And just let free kicks be taken all the time. Just hit it. Just save it, keeper. Just save it. Just Just save the fucking thing. (laughs) Maybe we should give a defender an extra pair of gloves. We could really radicalise the game. Um, (laughs) Yeah. On that. I don't know why. I just thought of that. But do you know when when someone scores a goal and the commentator says, oh, two keepers wouldn't have saved that? (laughs) Yes, he would. They probably would have. If there was two keepers... They'd have the whole fucking goal covered. <laughs> he wouldn't have had to jump through the air like that. You would shoot it. You would shoot it in between them because then they would be afraid of running like, into each other. They get the one that goes in the top corner, mm. like right in the apex. Proper bins. They go, oh, two keepers wouldn't have saved that. But if there was another keeper there, he'd be closer. He would and just he would be just, standing there. He would, just stand, <laughs> he, would just, he would just put his hand in the air and fucking save it. It is a like, dumb little analogy. It's a fucking dumb analogy and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I get really worked up by commentators. <laughs> really worked up well they're just they're so bit part like it doesn't make sense especially like special comments people yeah like always they're usually a former player that yeah. just and they just say nonsense stuff like <laughs> that is not it doesn't mean anything just because you've played the game does not mean that you can pass opinion on the game <laughs> had, um, we're going a bit off subject but there well, was the one the one the other week in the Milan game yeah. where this guy uh, David Prutton his name was um, I think he used to play for Stoke and Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a look at his Twitter. His Twitter just says, I hate Arsenal. <laughs> but this guy, he doesn't use it anymore. He works for Sky doing Serie A. Okay. And he was doing the milan Spezia game. And he could not have been any more blatantly against Milan. But they gave, they gave away a foul on the edge of the box. And it was clearly like, it was just outside. And everyone could see the contact was outside. And then the player like went down. And when the player went down, he went into the box. And David Prutton saying, oh, you know, but if the foul carries in, like he's in the box now, and he basically said, if the player's trying to run into the box, then it should be a penalty. <laughs> I was like, By that logic, any foul anywhere on the park should be a penalty because you're trying to get it into the box to score. Could you? Like, what a dickhead! Could you imagine players like continually running after fouls, trying to get into the box, and yeah. they can call it a penalty? Like madly reaching oh. out with their hand to touch the line. Oh, ridiculous! Like a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. They just have to get there. They just have to. Break yep. the line. Get it on the line. That's yeah. 
doesn't have the hand up to come. It was down. so obvious, and the other com- the main commentators didn't say anything about Stunt it. He just silence. let it go. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, and they because they looked at it on VIR for a while, and it's like, I don't understand how it's not been given a penalty because <laughs> like, it's out the side of the box. You <laughs> fucking idiot! He looks at the just side eyes him the whole time. What the <laughs> fuck they are you took, talking about? Spezia took the free kick short. And a dude killed it in, like absolutely hammered at home, and they scored anyway. Oh, nice! And he was like, "Oh, Justice. rightfully so, because they should have had a penalty anyway." <laughs> yeah. So at that point, he's like, "Cut off his mic! Cut off his Ridiculous. mic!" Ridiculous. Anyway, that's our total numpty commentator bashing for this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else on the Premier League? Because I've I got nothing. What was the? There was a game. Uh, I was keeping an eye on a game Saturday night. What was it? Oh, Manchester City West Ham. Oh yeah, that was fun. I actually thought that was alright. Yeah, I had a game. bit of an eye on that game. I was trying, I was working, but trying to trying to watch it. Oh, don't tell my boss. <laughs> but yeah, um, that that looked alright. You're technically West Ham play some good football. Yeah, they move the ball really quick. Yeah, they it's do. Good. Um, I and, don't know where it's come from. And they showed how if you do move the ball quick and you're willing to risk take mm. risks, you can. Manchester City are vulnerable at the back. Yeah, but teams won't do it. Teams are too scared. Teams to are scared of them again. Yeah. yeah. Which you can understand, but you're not going to get a result. No. You can try and defend and lose. You're going to lose one or two nil. And that sucks. Why the hell would you want to do that? You might as well take them on. There's only really four teams in the league that should be conserving themselves against City. And that's the bottom four teams. uh, Newcastle down. But everyone above that, you've got nothing to lose by throwing caution to the wind against this team that are now guaranteed the title, City City are expected to beat you anyway. Yeah. Go out and have a crack at them. Exactly. I was so yeah. I was so happy with the way Leeds approached the first time we played City this season. Yeah. Finish one one. Um, stupid naive Leeds. Stupid naive Leeds. Um, Why don't they just sit the back and park the bus and cop a two 0 loss? Yeah, exactly. Why no, do you go and lose six two? Know your place. Naive Leeds. Well, we did lose six. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, we I get yeah. But the point is, like, if you're gonna you're a mid table side, if you're gonna be a mid table side finishing in the middle anyway. Have some Games fun. like this have a fucking crack. You nothing as well. Lose. Yeah, there's nothing hits. to lose. They're yeah. literally free hits. So just it's a free go hit. For it. And I because lo- I did love seeing West Ham. Your opportunity. If you're gonna stay up, you're gonna need to be getting points against the teams below you, not above you. Yeah, aren't you? Exactly. And that's what we've done. We've beat everyone in the bottom four. So that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. We do play West Ham. Um, I think tomorrow morning, and that'll be really interesting. Keen to watch West Ham more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> I remember the other week we talked about the England squad, mm-hmm. and I talked. I said. I thought Declan Rice was a bit overrated. Change your mind? Uh, no, I haven't changed my mind, but uh, he he looked all right the other night. I, you know, He's it's hard to say. Guy. We try to form opinions without being like I can't watch sixty games in a weekend, you know. So nor can you do that consistently. No, <laughs> no. but um, yeah, I thought he looked all right the other night, and the closest thing I was I just have... generally I was just generally pretty impressed with West Ham because mm. I haven't really I've probably only seen three or four of their games this year. And one of one of them was their round one loss at home to Newcastle. Yeah, where I thought West Ham down. are in fucking big trouble because this Newcastle side is pus. They looked in trouble for the first five games. Turns out I was right about Newcastle. They are pus. Yep, one out of two. But West bad. Ham are yeah, not bad. Moyes, I can't believe it's a job. I just he is good. I can't even pin down exactly what kind of style they're playing, or it doesn't. There's no. They're playing Everton two thousand and. <laughs> Five to ten. <laughs> they've brought it back. That's what that's what Moyes is doing. But they just they've got you don't you don't realise that until they go out there and do it. But they've got threatening players in every position, and yeah. you can't if you focus on just Mikhail Antonio, it's not going to win you the game. If you yep. focus on certain other players, that you know you need to have a fully comprehensive 
game plan to beat West Ham now, which is, I don't think anyone expected this season. So no one's done their no. homework and they've totally surprised everyone. Well, that's, yeah, I think it's the Moyes factor. I'm happy to put it down to him. Yeah. Has to be. I just think, I've always thought he was a good coach and he was probably, was he unfairly treated at Man United? Maybe not. For a club that size, he wasn't getting results. Uh, but we've seen other managers do just as poorly and not get sacked there. Yeah, I'm so. trying to think. I think his win record is better than most of them, if not better yeah. than all of them. I just he, since Fergie, I don't, he probably wasn't a good enough manager to deal with that size of a team. But at your West Ham's, your Everton's, the the clubs in that just outside the top six kind of area. I think he's excellent. He was just burdened by being Fergie's handpicked choice and yeah. it being the end of the Fergie era. And then because he'd been David Moyes for all these years and once, yeah. he's, once he signed for Man United, he became Moyes. <laughs> he tried to up it. They all he's called like, I've it. made it. They all started calling him Moyes. I've made it. <laughs> Moyes. Moyes. He's from fucking Scotland. <laughs> Moyes. He did manage in Spain though, didn't he? Didn't he manage uh, he at Valencia did or something? Briefly, I think. I think Valencia, yeah. Another uh, thing we could Google. But we won't. I'm not going to. I just tried to Google the man be coach win record and I couldn't get it. It's too uh, hard. This, yes. We need someone here to do it. Yeah, I can't talk. Well, we could get Google. more we could get more organised. That's uh, not gonna happen. I didn't know we were gonna talk about fucking David Moyers at Man United. <laughs> and his <What>? win record. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is not this was not in the um, pre show interview. That's all we got for Premier League, I reckon. I'm happy to wrap this one there. Um, I don't really have too much else to add, of course, but I didn't catch heaps. I watched... I gave Barcelona Sevilla as my game of the week. Mm-hmm. How did that and go? And I watched it, and it was uh, kind of like we just said the Premier League games have been in the top with the top sides. It was really cagey. Um, Sevilla kind of just sat back and they defended really well and just held Barca out but at the same time Barcelona just don't look they didn't look dangerous at all except for when Sevilla tried to got maybe overexcited or lost a bit of discipline and shape they thought they were in the and game. then that's when Barcelona yeah. pounced I did see the goals um, the Messi masterclass so the first goal um, oh, yeah the first goal the Dembele I think it was a Messi assist mm-hmm. but one of the Sevilla centre-backs Gets a bit overexcited, probably goes further forward than he should have. Gets out of position, yeah. And Barcelona just pounced on that straight away, and that was the difference. Leaves the space. Um, it was kind. Of, I was kind of disappointed in Sevilla because Sevilla were good enough. They are a good enough side, and they've shown it this year. And they've they've beaten Barcelona in the cup. That they are good enough to get results against these sides, but they just didn't even try to. They tried to bully Barcelona out of the game. They had. So many yellow cards in the first half. They, they had, should have been booked sooner than they even were. They were just they were going in real rough. I don't mind seeing that because I fucking can't stand Barca. <laughs> they had get stuck in, clicked on. Get stuck in. Get stuck in, boys. Get stuck in, fellas. First challenge. But, um, yeah, dis- disappointing. Not Dis- a great yeah. game to watch. And then Messi obviously just showed that he's Lionel Messi in the second half, did what he had to do. They got the three points. Just does Messi things. And now they're second. He was extremely fortunate. Uh, would do a couple of the rebounds, but he makes his own luck, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely the way he, he does, he just kills that defender in the <laughs> box. It <laughs> makes it like humiliates him. It makes him look stupid. And like, you can almost see where he's gonna go. You know, he's gonna cut inside onto his right foot. Like it's everything. His body shaped up to do it. The left yep. foot's running, and you just you can't stop it. You can't stop it. That they're little just, mini chop he does. Is they're just doing what they need to do. And as much as we've probably well, lots of people have written off Barca this year. 
Um, all of a did. sudden, they're second. They're not too far behind, are they? Well, they're, it's like five points They're five points behind Atletico. Yeah. Who are seemingly a- throwing Atleti, it away. Well, Atleti won again on the weekend. And they kept their first clean sheet in about six or seven games as well. Oh, so that's a good turnaround. They look like they might have gone back on track. They've got a game in hand still as well. So yeah. should they win the game in hand, it would be eight points. Yeah. They so, play um, Real Madrid next. The Derby, yeah. The Derby. I was going to mention, yeah. Oh, that's probably the games of the week then. That's probably game of the week. Uh, yeah. 100% it is. That looks awesome. Sunday uh, night. Sunday night, Monday morning, one forty-five. Oh, good time. Yeah, oh, I'll definitely watch, tune into this. I'll watch that for sure. That's kind of my peak. That's the light, latest kickoff I do usually. That yeah. takes you to about four. Beautiful. Once you stay up, kind it's, of, and process it all. Adelaide Cup Day anyway, on the Monday. Yeah. God bless the Nangs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, my Adelaide Cup tip, by the way, guys. Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. Thank me later. So yeah, football. Oh yeah, I forgot that's what we're doing. Um, when are we doing the racing podcast? <laughs> Never. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Atleti, that's yeah. really all I got. Um, no, that's good. I saw um, I saw some German goals. Uh, I saw Dortmund put on a little bit of a clinic. Uh, yeah, about time. Did what Bayern couldn't do against Armenia. Yeah, but Bayern won this same weekend. So yeah, they did. They, what they win five one. That's or actually something. a tight race. It's it's getting I think really interesting. Only, Bayern are only two points, I believe. Ahead of Leipzig. Let's see how good a guess that was. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it was an educated I, guess. I think. Um, I think they're two points ahead of Leipzig. They uh, they did win five one on the weekend. Yeah, it's two gonna, points. It's going to be one of those two, two and points. out of those two, it's going to be Bayern. You think? Yeah, it's Le- going to Leipzig's be Bayern. Leipzig's form is unreal, man. I don't think they've won their last six. Bayern are just and they play Wolves. Oh, that's in the cup. Bayern have this in the Bundesliga sometimes. They kind of stroll along. They drop some silly points. Yep. And then they get back into their European action and it's like they just completely turn back on in all competitions yep. and they become this unstoppable machine. Yep. And I predict that they'll do that again. That's the safe money, obviously. But yep. um, Would you have Bayern down? Leipzig are good, though. Would you have Bayern down to win the Champions League? I would have them in the mix for sure. I th- yep. They'd be my pick. I saw, yeah. saw odds today of a Bayern PSG final at 12.75. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would. I would. I don't know. I'd, consider that. Yeah, are they on different sides of the draw? I think they would have to be. Otherwise, it would be a. But doesn't the quarterfinal get redrawn? Be a null and void bet. This is the quarters. This is round oh, sixteen. I thought it was the quarterfinals now. This is round sixteen. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it is um, round sixteen. It's um, the round of sixteen, and then I think it gets redrawn. For it the will quarters. get redrawn. Yeah. So they could end up on the same side and not oh, make the final. That's a silly bet. No that's probably odds why are so you got twelves. No wonder the odds are so yeah. big. But, so um, that was the worst multi we ever saw then. <laughs> it's not a good multi. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Bayern are my pick to win the Champions League, I think. Yeah. Do you think, because um, it looks like Liverpool will knock out Red Bull in the Champions League, do you think that's going to... I think actually Liverpool are a shout for the Champions League as well. Because that's all they've got. Well, yeah, yeah. I think they just... Chelsea by that measure too, given they did beat Atleti in I, No, I purely just don't think Chelsea are good enough. Okay. I still don't think Chelsea are good enough to go through against Atleti. Yeah. Oh, you think that'll get overturned at Stamford Bridge? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's but massive. I think it's. These we've talked about this. The points. home, the home and away crowd. Oh yeah. It's it you know it's not really a factor. No. And we've Atletico are definitely good enough to turn that around. It's only a one. And goal Chelsea, deficit. we know Chelsea can be bad enough mm. you to know ruin that. They may not score goals. Yeah. yeah. So it took that offside Giroud wonder goal. Which I, yeah. I understand it came off the fucking defender, we saw, um, but I maintain it's offside. We saw what um, 
Remember what Athletic did at Anfield last year? Yeah. Absolute scenes. Romp. So, um, that's the Champions League is interesting, yeah. I'm more, I mean, <laughs> did you read during the week about this, um, was it Slack Media or Stick Media or something? Picked up the rights to the Champions League, pulled it out uh, from under the under Optus's feet. I what can't remember called? Stack Sports stack or, something? or something. I have no idea. Slick, something like that. Spit. No, don't do that. Stick Cricket. <laughs> I don't know. Stick Sports. Uh, stick I don't know. Sports. Some sort of streaming service has bought the rights it's, to the Champions League. It's a 27-year-old Western Sydney guy. How the fuck has he spent? Is it 60 million Australian on the Champions League? Is that what he spent? Uh, I thought it was 20. I think it's 20 over three seasons. So it's 20 a season. Uh, I'm not sure. I couldn't say. Yeah. Why do we have to subscribe? Just, I, this Maybe this is why I'm so interested in the Champions League this season, because now I'm not going to see it. Well, it shits me off with TV and it shits me off with sport now that everything is just owned by media companies and they're just milking people for their money. If you want to watch it, you've got to subscribe to a hundred different things. Like I am subscribed to like seven different things right now. Optus, yeah. KO, Netflix, Stan, Amazon. Like, what the fuck? It's crazy. And now you're going to have Stan Sports. Like, Stan Sports just launched with the <laughs> NRL. That's uh, no, it's Super Rugby. Super Rugby. Which nobody it? watches. Oh, I got confused. That's how they got it because nobody how watches. Are they it. different games? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, well, that's for another time. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. It's the um, it's a class thing, isn't it? <laughs> no, no it's I'm not. positive it's a class thing. It's not. All right, what are your games of the week, Sammy? Uh, well, it's got to be the Madrid derby. Yeah, it but does. that's only because I haven't looked at any other games happening this week yet that does look tasty uh, well Adelaide play Newcastle obviously and that'll be a fun watch I'm sure I'll find something in Italy worth watching uh, the Premier but League Liverpool play Chelsea but after what we said earlier in the pod there's probably going to be a shitty 0-0 draw so we want to look outside the box maybe the uh, maybe the London derby here Fulham versus Spurs two teams really looking well Fulham really need to win Fulham need a win, and Spurs are... Well, Bale got a bit back in form, didn't he, the other day? He did. Um, I would say back in form, but he had a good game. He had a good game. They spanked Burnley. Burnley. But Burnley were never in it, man. They're they're threatening relegation themselves. The relegation battle is actually pretty tight, because if Fulham can win, it'll drag Brighton and Newcastle uh, level on points back into the bottom three. Mm. So that's... We're hoping for a Fulham win. Yeah. But otherwise, the Premier League looks uninspired once again. Well, I think we're just locking the Madrid derby. Madrid derby. Madrid derby good. game of the week. First versus third. It'd be great to see Atletico win the league. Just anyone other than Real and Barca winning the league would be good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fair enough to me. Um, we've also got the Manchester derby as well coming up same night as um, the Madrid derby. So. Same night. Yeah. What's that? That's first versus third. I don't know. I don't look at the Premier League table because I just know Arsenal are mid-table shit. First versus second. <laughs> Liverpool's second, aren't they? No, man, you're second. Oh, well, fucking there you go. There you go. Fucking hell. That'll be a big game. That's probably a good time to leave it. I think so. We've had a, we've had a fun pod. We have, and I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> so we'll have to leave it there. Uh, tune into the site, guys. We'll have stuff going up during the week. Yeah, and um, don't forget, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now as well. Yes. Had a few requests for the Apple Podcast, and we finally got it sorted. Good so job, Sammy. Find us on there. Uh, get involved on the website. Get, give us some feedback as well, if you like. If you like it, follow, subscribe, do all that shit. All that normal crap, guys. All that normal shit. And yeah, um, let just us know. remember to send me 5% of whatever you put on Charlie Rose in the Cup. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>